everybody. This is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. He took a home run away from Roland. Trying to get back to first half. He stumbled off. And the inning is over. Andy Thomas saved the day. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down and the game is tied. Bing bong. Anthony for three. Puts it in. comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Lock up sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out. Here we go. Bob Walters, Brett Grasso, from the Brian Gunzel Studios, this is Locked Up Sports. It's a football Friday. It's a baseball hot stove Friday. It's a foreign policy trade deadline Friday. Brett, welcome to the show. Wow. A lot going on today. I'll tell you that much. A lot going on. World crazy. Cup, crazy World Cup matches. There was a lot going on during the show last time. But the World Cup matches, because during the show we missed the whole DeGrom thing. Well, um, totally. We missed not, it. We no it. breaking news there. I was like, <laughs> we got to keep up to date on Twitter tonight. Yeah, um, like, no matter what. We got uh, the, to the, today. Yeah, I was at work. But the, the first hockey game, the Brazil game, was wild because... First of all, Brazil, ter- it's got a terrible loss for Brazil. Cause Croatia, Croatia's not as bad as people want to make. They're not as big of an underdog because they made it to the final last, last time. They, they, they were down. They, they were scoreless going into the extra time. Brazil, Neymar got the goal. Yeah. In like the extra minute, breaking the extra Pele, time of extra Pele's time. Record. To break Pele's yeah. record, it would have been perfect. Pele's sick. Of the, I think he's like in the yeah. hospital. And then, they give up the goal with three minutes left to tie it, and then all the momentum was right with Croatia. And then the second game, I didn't really see much of. Brett, you saw that one. You said that one was even more crazy than the Brazil game, right? Argentina, Netherlands. Argentina is up by two goals in the 90th minute. Um, they, you know, uh, or, it's over. Netherlands. It's over. Yeah, right. You're you're pretty much like there's no way, right? There's no way. And uh, Netherlands gets one in the 90th minute. It goes into, uh, you know. Uh, Pretty much the hundred and first minute, last chance, free kick, and Netherlands puts one in to tie it. Same guy gets both Same, goals. Two goals comes off the bench. Two goals, That's last good. second, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Messi and Argentina are stunned, but they turn around. Uh, the goalkeeper for Argentina stops the first two PKs from the Netherlands. Uh, Messi puts his goal in. Argentina goes on to win four two in PKs, and. Uh, you know, it looks like they're moving on now. Now, now they, where Argentina was smart is where Brazil was not. Yep. Okay, Argentina had Messi shoot first. Yep. So he they, got in. Did he score? They, they score. talked about it. Yep. And they, I didn't see it, but I know Neymar... Neymar never touched the touched no. the penalty shot because he was hit. He was shooting last, and it never got to the last, last shot. But that almost cost... You see, now, even though... It's Argentina like was up. Foul. Argentina was up. Now they were they were up like two PK. So they they nailed their first two. They stopped the first two. But now 
Messi was out, and all of a sudden they had two young guys coming up at the end, and the one guy booted it and missed it. Missed and it, it, missed made, it, that it made it a match. Like it made okay. it like where it was totally like we got this. It's golden, and so I understand the strategy of you, you really would have had a little more. Yeah, but, um, do you, but then you go down with your best guy in the back pocket, no, and he never touches you it. You got to make sure you always touch it. It's listen, Josh Allen syndrome. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You like, think so? You got to make sure he gets the football. What equivalent would you say these two games are to an American uh, an American sport that was crazy? Was that was the second game, uh, eighty six game six? No, not there. It, it, I, no, Down to so. nothing, last minute. Music City Miracle. Music City Miracle, because it was a wild card. Not the, Just that, that, that nah, yeah, yeah, I could see. Okay, Music City Miracle. Last second, free okay. kick into the, yeah, it was, you know, okay, somewhere up there. Okay, that's a good, I, th- I was saying game six because they were behind. Yeah, maybe. The guy it was on the edge. He was almost off sides, like the Music City Miracle. <laughs> yeah, okay, was it forward? Was close. it backwards? Music City. Wide check to Dyson. People didn't Dyson know. The wide People check. didn't know what to do. The refs. Dyson the wide check. He's got something. He's got something. So we had that going on today. The U.S. out. Obviously, I'm. I was. Oh yeah. Until we didn't, today, really, I was, we didn't really talk about that because I, I was out. U.S. put up. I was. Well. I was not really into this World Cup. I got into that game today. Into it. Yeah. I really. I, I don't think there's any buzz around this World Cup in this play in this country at all. Um. So now, last week during the show, we said you probably saw online. We put up the video. I said the ground's coming back. Brett said, "Yeah, no one's going to give him five years." Bam. We did. We found somebody. Seventeen minutes later, five year contract in he Texas. Signed, he signed his retirement papers. And normally, as Met fans, we'd be in now a depression for the next three weeks. Two days yeah. later, bam! Top ten pitcher of all time, Justin Verlander, is now a New York Met. What do you What do you think? I, of, now, because now here's what I say: Degrom is I, a great pitcher, border, probably Hall of Famer, borderline. Verlander is top ten of all time, in my book, at least. Listen, when it, right now we have two guys, Scherzer and Verlander, who have proven they can get the innings. They can put up the innings. They can put up the number of innings. We know what they can do during those innings. They never fail during those innings. Not that you're going to have bad starts like anybody. Yeah, yeah. But and you're going to get injured maybe, but they always they come they tend to come back. Now, DeGrom, you got one five-year deal. Nobody else offered it. Yankees wouldn't give him five years. Dodgers wouldn't give him five years. One team offered him a five-year deal. He took his five-year deal. He took his money. He went for the money. He's talking about I went for World Series. We're talking about you know, the, I saw their plan for the future, and that's the plan I want. Yeah, well, first of all, he had a World Garver's Series. No. Uh, listen, he, he in, in my money. opinion, especially if he stays, he's got a World Series in his back pocket in the next three years, right? Uh, let's, Brad, I'm not, Brad, no, listen. no, Brad, don't do that. Don't do that. No, I, no don't do that. Don't all right, do, I'm sorry. Don't, don't well, 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 let's leave it at Did you just no. get, guarantee a World Series in the next three yeah. years for the Mets? That's the plan. Yes, that's what we're doing here, Bob. No, I know you're not used it, to it. You have it in your back pocket. Compared to Texas, you got no chance now. He, you, you're virtually ending your career. This isn't a guy who's 25 and is about to put up two more contracts. This is his last contract. He has one chance, and he went and chose money in a place that if he doesn't put the innings up, he's not going to hear about it. Well, here's the reason I have a problem with you saying that, because now in three years down the line, right, we're still doing the show. Yeah, but we're that's, ultra successful. Ready? Listen, yeah. everyone will forget that you – someone will remember that, that we said this during the show – I will get blamed for it. No, you. No one will ever you believe that you were the one that said know. it. See, like you don't understand. Like you would wish it out of existence. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, um, hey, this is something that's that's actually happening, and trust me, Uncle Stevie's bringing it home for I us. Listen, I, I'm with you, hey, but you, I'm well, not. We didn't it. even stop there. People are talking about. You have to realize we we signed a guy like Verlander, which is huge, but we also shored up the bullpen a little bit with a guy named Robertson, who we were trying to get at the deadline, yes. but they wanted our best pitching prospect. Well, they wanted. It. I wanted so Robertson last year. We wanted Robertson last for year for our best pitching prospect, who we now still have. Okay, so hey, listen, look, they're doing, and they're setting themselves up for the next, like you said, the next two years because. Our top three guys all pitched game one for their teams in the playoffs this year. Scherzer for the Mets. Verlander for the Astros. And then you have Jose Quintana, two-year deal. He started for the, for the um, Cardinals, game one. Yeah, now what I think with, with – with, because Scherzer was – that was a disaster. I was there. It was a disaster. It was 7 nothing. I found myself, you know, drinking beers behind the plate. Now, Verlander, you're not going to get that. Verlander does not lay eggs like that and throw bombs in the in the playoffs. He never has. He rises he, to the occasion. To a point, he didn't have the best World Series record till this year. If you look back, actually, his World Series record isn't that great. I don't think. Um, yeah, but he but it's not bad. If you look nothing. at it, he didn't get wins. I don't think he had a win. Okay, that's fair. Whatever that's it was. Fair. But there's guys who that's and happened. Verlander where goes nine innings. You're going to have guys. The Mets should have some complete games next year. Yeah, and it's now, also different in the World Series where you can be in the fourth inning, even if you're the best guy and be yes, out in yes, the one nothing yes. game. Um, now, it, things got real crazy. Now, the winter meetings, first of all, excellent, great week for baseball. Baseball could not have had a better week. They were front page, back page, all over the papers. Top story everywhere. Usually it's Big not. money gets The NFL, around. I haven't even really thought, until this afternoon, I haven't really thought much about the Giants and the Jets games this week. I did today. We'll get to that in a minute. Tuesday, was it Tuesday with Judge? Yep. Things got real crazy. Around 5 o'clock, John Heyman tweets, Arson Judge... To the Giants, it looks like a done deal. Arson Judge. Yeah. Three minutes later. And and no, yes. Three minutes later, he he fixes it. He was clearly clearly in a a rush to get it out first, which I still don't understand why they do, but whatever. He sees Aaron Judge going to the Giants. Now everyone, John Heyman, okay, John Heyman said it. It's got to be true. He works for MLB, works for MLB Network. He works for the New York Post. He's a whole deal. And then it starts, rumors start getting around like, oh, it looks like it, Judge to it, the Giants. And it, it comes was from other people. Other it, people now really start reporting they didn't report it. That, it no, but listen. they said it, the feeling in the room here yep. is it looks like Judge. Yep. Seven or ten minutes after that, sorry, I the Giants haven't heard from Judge's people. I jump the gun. I take it back. He walks but the But you don't believe back. that when you say that. You say that's a guy just saving face. Yeah, he, he didn't have you confirmation. Don't, you believe that it, it is a 100% done deal at this point still. Yes. Like every Yankee fan go to bed even, that night thinking no, it's a done deal. It is deal. a done deal. It's just that this reporter doesn't want in the future not to get the story. He's again. not a hundred percent sure, and it's going to get done. And now they're maybe a little mad, so maybe they delay a little bit. Yeah, and and that and wasn't the case. They even called the Yankees, and and they had no comment. And Aaron Boone made a comment that he had. He goes, "I haven't heard anything." Hal Steinbrenner's eating pasta in Italy. In Italy, we all go to bed. Yeah, middle of the night, yeah. somewhere in the middle of the night. Yep. Judge gets on the phone with Hal. Okay, I, we got we got I got friends on Facebook. Diehard Yankee. I'm never going to a game. Fire Cashman. They just over him ten them. over him ten four fifty right now. Is I'm walking around with a smile. Judge calls Hal. Bob po- ready in the middle is Bob Post. <laughs> post the tweet. Well, I just said as per John Heyman, but post the Heyman tweet. Yeah, yeah. Then, Instant collapse. Yeah, because we all went to bed. So let's not blame Heyman. Wake up eight in the morning. Wake up seven thirty, eight o'clock. I'm watching uh, Boomer and uh, and Geo in the morning. They come back from commercial, and he goes, 
Judge is a New York Yankee. It's a done deal. And I'm thinking, what is it? Judge got on the phone with Hal. Hal said, what is it going to take? Yep. And all these people getting all bent out of shape about Hal over in, or Hal over in Italy. Listen, it's not, we're not like sending like telegrams, okay? He he can do business in Italy here in America. It's not a big deal. He said, what is it going to take? Judge apparently said, match it. He's like, done. And then it's done. Judge is now and, a New York Yankee. And captain. Well, yeah, well, he knew he was going to be captain. That, yeah. that, that, that's irrelevant. I don't think he cares about being captain. I mean, I guess in the long he run, he doesn't care about being captain. captain. No, of course, really he cares about being captain. That, that, I thought, that had nothing. You know, screw it. Give it to Rizzo. No, that had nothing yeah, to Yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, thanks. Give it to Peraza. Right, he's pretty good. But so he. Labor. <laughs> so he. So now he's a Yankee. And then, and it just, it, everything started falling into place there. It was a cra- wild, huge f- deal. Nine years, three, nine years, 360. Uh, he's making $7,000, I believe, and good, a day. And good, and good for them. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the guy who without him, your, your team is just not the same. They got their guy. They paid their money. Listen, we're, we're Mets fans now, so we're all for spending money. Who I cares? W- you, you know what the best part about this whole week is? It's like Christmas. It's like, yeah. It's like Christmas. Like, you're like, Nimmo, Judge, get, wait a minute, Verlin, oh my god, I'm so sad, I didn't get what I wanted, I wanted DeGrom, and I didn't get it, it wasn't in the box, there was no DeGrom in the box. No DeGrom in the box, so but upset. there was a Verlin. No, but you know the best time. part, at the end of all of it, my bank account's the same, didn't cost me anything, <laughs> cost me nothing, Steve, Stevie, Hal, big money, get, I pro- guess what, it didn't cost us nothing. anything. And people, some people blamed uh, me. They, they, I remember one of one of one guy on Facebook said, "This feels like it might be a Bob Jinx." And I said, "It was close, but I think it broke the plane." So I'm going to say it is a Jinx. Um, I, I'll take some somewhat responsibility. I take the the the, the Grom thing too. I mean, I, we we said it; it was done. We didn't even know it was happening. He was signing the deal, I think, as we were saying he's coming back. You know what? I want a guy who's all in. That's the only reason I'm all. I was all for Degrom because I really thought like of Degrom as this fiery. I want to no. pitch and be in like in New York in the spotlight, and win a World Series as a Met. Like I really believe that. I was texting but now. Like I look back at it as like I just don't see that the same way. So like if you told me we were going to get him, but without the fire or really wanting to win a World Series, or I'm not saying he doesn't, but he's still going to compete every time. But I think he may be a guy who is resigned to the fact that he's only got so many starts left in his body. Listen, here's the deal. First of all, the Mets won 101 games last year. Yep. DeGrom only won five of them. He only pitched in how many? Like 15, right? Yeah. So it's really not the end of the world. I was speaking, I was texting back and forth with a Yankee fan of mine, and he said to me, are you a little upset? I know Verlander is equal or better, but are you a little upset that you lost DeGrom? And I said, you know what? I was. Until I found out all the stuff coming out, he didn't want to be here, okay? He yeah. didn't go to the Mets at all. Yep. He apparently was not hanging out with anybody on the team. Yep. He didn't, he left the, he would get dressed after the game and then split. He told his agent, don't, don't tell the Mets. Like, yeah. Don't tell him, don't get a counter. So you know what I said? I said, it's kind of like, okay, a girl broke up with you. You really liked her. You're really into the girl. She broke up with you. You're, you're devastated. And then you find out a couple weeks later, she's been cheating on you for the last three months. Yeah. So you know what? Enjoy Texas. Enjoy Texas. Good luck. Good yeah. luck down there in Texas. George Bush is his owner now. Yeah. So we had all that going on. Also, we have Brett. We didn't even mention it. We have coming up uh, an interview. We, we got the Met. Um, oh, wow. The 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 voice of the Knicks Rangers pregame show, postgame everything. Uh, Pat O'Keefe. 
Yep. We had a great interview. I, I spoke with him the other day. We're going to play that for you at the end of the show or a little bit. It's just we, a little bit from now. We barely even mentioned the other guy uh, who might be the Mets' next captain, and that's uh, Brandon Nimmo. Brandon who Nimmo. turned out to be like the talk that, of the town. Because we didn't uh, get try, that last get, night. Getting everywhere. The everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. They overpaid for demo, but I can live with. I can someone live with was it. about to overpay for. Nemo. I can live it with wasn't it. just the Mets out there overpaying. It was going to be. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted Nemo back. Yeah, we wanted Nemo back. It was important that we got Nemo back. One hundred percent. He is like the heart and soul of this team. He is pure hustle. He is the guy who in the clubhouse is like number one. I didn't think he one hundred percent wanted to be in New York. Like once I, I think he I, did, but I. But yeah, like, I know it was wrong. I I felt that. I was like he doesn't want to be here. But, and that's um, fine. You know, I'm all for it. You're got him eight years. We have a center fielder locked up. Now, listen, how many years will he be a center fielder? A few. At some point, we'll have another center fielder come in, and he'll move to a corner position. Uh, but yeah, we have yeah, our no, leadoff no, no. guy. You're five years away from that. You're five yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But we we have our leadoff guy. We have a guy who's going to be on base. We have our Charlie Over Hustle. 400 on base percentage who's going to be winning us a lot of one nothing games with Scherzer, Verlander, and no, no, Senga? I, we, Senga? Maybe Senga. We've been doing this one nothing stuff with these ace pitches. For one years. nothing. Do you think Robertson? Now we're going right to the pen. We bring out the guy who doesn't like gay people. <laughs> and then you yeah, have, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. have, and then you have Robertson, yeah, who yeah. everybody loves, and you have Diaz. One nothing. The Mets in the world's borough are a hardcore Republican yeah. team. <laughs> oh, I mean, Nimmo. I think yeah, yeah. They're upset. They're upset that that they didn't that they left the Marine. They didn't want Griner back. But um, so well, we'll get into that too. We still got to do the football, but there, there's too much, we'll do, we'll, too much stuff going on in the time. I here. know we just got to make sure we get all that so, baseball. Now also, but with the with the baseball, judge, uh, judge gambling on himself. Yeah. Do you think? I don't even know what deal would he have actually taken prior. Is the real answer? We know what he didn't take. I, I don't. But, you know what I mean, like, is there a? Uh, I mean, was he like they all in seven? Because he was seven and two something, right? Oh, like, what did he say? I'm not taking anything. No, I'm but, betting on myself. I'm putting it all on green. No, there on was one a, roll. I'm putting it all on green. One roll, and we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice here. Was it like was seven or what was it? Like, it was seven for what two fifteen, right? Now, what was the number? Was it the year? So he got he got two year, two extra years, and like a hundred and fifty extra million. That's a whole other generation that's gonna have money. People yeah. are not even going to remember. But what would he have said yes to prior? Oh, he probably would have said yes to eight, the contract he got. Eight, three hundred? He's he, he's not making the most per, the, the most yeah. being paid per year is Scherzer and Verlander in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the Mike whole, Trout still has a higher well, has a higher total well, listen, value. Everybody's contract. talking about this whole same thing with Scherzer and Verlander. It's not a big. In deal. two years, the Mets are off the hook for all that. They're yes. gone. Yes. It's all over in two years. Like those are very quick contracts and a lot of other contracts. The Mets. Now, the only he, contracts they're going to have at that point are Nimmo, Lindor, and then you're going to have to try and resign. You know, your Alonzos and your McNeils yes. and the same stuff. Same thing with the Yankees. The Yankees really only locked up with Judge, and they're going to be able to try and now build their club around him. And Garrett Cole, who's the next guy who's on top uh, per year uh, average. So now here's the thing with 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 the money, and I get it. It's not our money. I don't care. He's got billions of dollars. Spend it. I also don't understand why people get upset. Oh, why does he need so much money to play a game? Why are you getting upset at Judge, the millionaire, yeah. and not care about the billionaire owners? That's a whole other ballgame. But what it does is now the Mets are over the threshold, okay? It's more than just a luxury tax. Oh, yeah. Okay? They lose the, they, they, they drop 10 spots in the draft for the next five years. So if they have the third pick, they are now the 13th pick. Yep. There are a lot of competitive disadvantages. They do make it somewhat crippling, so you will not have a 
good farm system because you went over the cap for these three years. So there is a detriment to it. I, right now, we don't care about it. Right now, we got Verlander, we got Scherzer, Scherzer we plus, got Nimmo. Playing, that's what we're happy yeah. about. Plus, they're paying ninety cents on every dollar over that. Yeah, cap. but that's 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 irrelevant to us because it's on our money. I know, but that's but ridiculous. that's like ninety percent interest rates a little ridiculous. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that's inflation, bro. Yeah, right. Inflation is the reason why a guy like Verlander is already making your money back. So inflation, we can all complain about how much they get paid. For every dollar they get paid, they're making two dollars back to the guy. So everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and, and every I never understood that though. Everyone gets all bent out of shape. Oh, why does he need all this money to play? First of all, he's got a special talent, and you're worth whatever someone's going to pay you. Okay. Yeah. And oh, why don't teachers get that? You know why teachers don't get that? It's not that they don't deserve it. Teachers don't get that because they don't generate income yeah. for the town. Come to Long Island, they get that. Yeah, <laughs> it's under the cops. Yeah. <laughs> well, who um, do you think's policing the teachers? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we also now, now last week, football, there were big football games last week, but there's even bigger football games this week, okay? The Giants and Jets are both playing two of the best teams in the NFL this this week. Yeah. You got the, the, the Eagles coming into MetLife. It's going to be a tough one for the Giants. The Jets, now real quick on, on this. So the Eagles are coming in to MetLife, right? Yeah. Giants got to win this game. Giants, are, Giants haven't won a game in over a month now. Okay, the tie yesterday, I was, I, I can't believe they punted the ball with a minute to go in a game you needed to win at midfield after the, the two running backs ran so into bad. each other. Why punt it? Just so go for bad. it. You gotta win this game. Don't punt the ball. But, I digress. So, you got the, this is not gonna be easy. Giants are a seven point underdog. Listen, I'm, if I'm picking the game, if I'm betting the game, which I won't, I'm betting the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles have, you know, the Giants have a good defense, right? 15 interceptions the Eagles have. So the Eagles get, the Giants have, the Eagles will get pressure on Jones. They'll make it, they're, they're going to stop Barkley because they have a good front four, okay? They're going to stop Barkley, who's also a little hurt. Neck is something. So Barkley will be able to be stopped. They're going to force Daniel Jones. They're not even going to have to put eight in the box because that's how good the front four is for the Eagles. They're going to force Daniel Jones into a couple it's, bad throws. They're really, they're really, I'm going to be honest. They're all they ball hawks out there. The, the Eagles D secondary is all ball hawks out there. They got 15 picks. Okay. The Giants are strong up front defensively, but the Eagles are better on the offensive line. Yeah, they're, okay. They're, and they're, yeah, they're kind of, and, and Jalen Hurts going to run around. He's going to make big plays. They're clicking right now. It, yeah. it, I think the Giants are not. I don't think the Giants are ready to beat this Eagles team. I think the Eagles are too good. They're yeah, too but powerful. These are, you, these are the games you got to steal. You got, you know, when you go in is the, you know, when the crowd. Listen, if you go into the game, you're going to have to be up right from the beginning. It doesn't matter to, that you're a seven point underdog. Yeah, None of that stuff matters. Yeah, but it matters is that I, I understand. You're I understand right. The seven point underdog doesn't matter, matters. but I think the it Eagles matters are that you're playing at home. It matters that you do have a good running game when your guy, if your front can hold up enough. Or Saquon can actually make it where he's a factor. He does not have to go run for 100-plus yards. He just has to make it where it's not second and long, third and long every time. Because once it is, and that and that running game gets totally taken away, yeah, but how do you it's suppose, over. How do you suppose you do that? The Eagles shut well, down. The, Saquon, the, that's the, the point of Saquon, no, isn't it? No, yeah. Isn't that the point like, okay. of a guy like that is even when your line's not up to it, you're still – he. and listen, he can. he can – you, we're not talking about a guy trying to get a guy getting six, seven, eight yards. You're talking about three, four yards at a clip. That's the that point. Is the difference instead of getting stuffed, stuffed, stuffed. So okay. you, that's where you're going to find out if you get any push on that line. You have a little chance of this game, but otherwise, if you're just relying on second and long, third and long, you're you're right. It's going to yeah, be a very long day. What I'm telling you, and you're going to be going up against trying to compete 
in a game to keep a scoring going. Barkley's not 100%. The Eagles have a great front four, which yeah. means they can, they can play their full secondary. They don't even have to, to overcommit to come after the quarterback, okay? I get it. Barkley's not 100%. They, they stopped Derrick Henry. They, they let, he basically was, was inconsequential last week. And the Eagles are better. I mean, listen, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But if I'm betting, I'm betting the Eagles. I'm, I'm laying the points. The Jets. Listen. The Jets now last week. The listen, Jets. Talk about last week. Listen, they played well, Brett. That, that's a good team. The, I know you wanted to win the game. No, they you played. Could, they, yeah, they did play well. I mean, not, not on enough. Right. Well, one, they had early drops where they weren't converting, where actually Mike White wasn't looking bad. Third down, couple drops. Um, he didn't look bad at all in the game. He just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. It was red, red zone inefficiency for the Jets. Complete breakdown Definitely. in the red zone. And, and you can just fast forward all the way down to the final drive and Braxton Berrios and Mike White had his man. He made his play. He hit the guy. Dropped it. Hit him in the chest. Bounced off his chest. You talking about the last play of the game? No, the pick. You threw the pick. No, not the pick. The, okay, the, the, the one, right the one where it should have been the touchdown. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Braxton Berrios where he was kind and of now, sliding in the end. On zone. the third down before the pick, I think he could have run for the first. Oh, yeah. Do you, is that is that something you, oh, you yeah. saw? No, definitely. Okay. But it was, you know, tick, 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 tick. And if he doesn't make the sideline, it would have been trouble. Uh, yeah. If he didn't make the sideline, he's trouble. And the moment but, you pass that line... But how, much, how much fun with the Jets? The Jets are a completely different team. It's a different energy. It's just oh, fast entirely. entirely. Forget about it. Zach Wilson, if I'm a Jets fan, which I'm not, I would, I, listen, I'm done with Zach Wilson. Because the, the Mike White they're is not, just, yeah, they're not he's not, he might not be as talented. He might not be as talented. He's probably not. No. But it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother feel to the Jets game. And then, but, but it's actually part of the evaluation of Zach Wilson is having a guy, anybody else come in, and show in the next week what's capable. That shows you and evaluates Zach Wilson at, at what level he was even capable of. Now, fast forward to this week, the Jets and the Bills. It's a huge game for both teams, okay? Because Miami is is beat up. Tua is two is questionable, and so the Bills can kind of get back into the top of the of the division here with a win against the Jets. It's yeah. looking like a whiteout condition. Snow helps the Jets, always helps the underdog. Same thing in the in the here. It's going to yeah. be rainy and windy, as you like to say. The Jets running game's been looking good. That, so if that weather like that always helps the underdog. Okay, so now you're talking whiteout conditions. Yeah, the jet the Jets are going to be confident. They played. They played. They made it to the last play in Minnesota. Nine and two team, a good team. They shut down Jefferson, the wide receiver, who was one of the better. But he did not have a big game. He had a touchdown. Okay, they played them to the very end. Josh Allen is prone to turning the ball over this year. Okay, the Bills have been good, not great. They've been. They haven't been great. Last year they were great at multiple times during the season, including the playoffs. The Bills have been good, not great. Okay, if the Jets have a good pass rush, which we know they do. They could pressure him. Bad, bad decisions. He's made a call. A lot of bad decisions. Listen, last time we held him to no touchdowns and two interceptions, five sacks. When, listen, that that type of day isn't coming. It, it's it, gonna be very hard to hold him to no touchdowns. Yeah. It, well, on top it, of the fact that they're confident coming in against the Vikings, they're also confident because they beat the Bills just a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. No, they listen. They're they're pretty big underdogs. The Jets. Um, they're nine and a half. It's way they, too many. You know I'm, taking, is, I'm taking they, the Jets. They're having a very hard time deciding if you know Mike White's for real. Yeah, but listen, Mike White moves the ball. Oh no, okay? definitely. He's got to come away with listen, sevens. And, and, and don't three. forget, like the Bills. Now Von Miller's out for the year with the torn ACL. Yes. And the and listen, huge loss for them. The Jets that offense, was like huge pressure on the Jets. Right. The Jets' offense was was like almost 500 yards. 
They were up and down the field, okay? 500 yards, they kicked five field goals. So they moved the ball against a good Minnesota team. Listen, they got this running back that's coming out of nowhere. Bam Knight is just absolutely just one of these undrafted rookie free agent running the ball and just hopping right and going, I'm talking bursts like I haven't yeah, seen. No, this kid, listen, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's fit right into the offense, and Mike White's found him. So it's actually like we without stuff like that, you, you have a hard time and having little pieces of, you know, guys who are coming in and filling in spots. I'm telling you. It's not a big fix for the Jets. Listen, the bottom line is they need to come away with sevens and not threes when yeah. they get into the red zone. That's yeah. it. That's what they got to do. I, I they that, win the game last week. They come away with one one do. seven instead of a bunch of threes. You know, and, they, 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 listen, as long as, listen, you got Sauce. It's going to be a big day with him versus Stefan Diggs out there. That is, like, last time we talked more about, oh, it's going to be Dalvin Cook in the running game. Nope, this is going to be about passing. This is going to be about Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Sauce Gardner out there. It's not going to be out there on him every time. White out conditions. So it's actually going to be. White out conditions. Well, we're going to, let's see what happens. I know. We're going to find out around game time. You never know what that. Yeah, because really yeah, be like, the lake affects snow and whenever, up there. and they cleared out, and you're I just think, playing in the cold. But I think the Jets can win this game. I, 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 I do too. No, breaks, no, no, right. I think, at listen. that number, I'm Jets money line. Oh, listen, Jets, no, Jets, no, I, no, the, no, the, right, way I'm, too many points. Way too many points. Yeah. But I think the Jets can win the game outright. Yeah, yeah, just give good they're value. Gonna need, yeah, they're gonna need things to break for them anyway. Bills are a better team. Bills are a better team, so they're gonna need a couple things to break. The weather. They're going to have to score some touchdowns, get a turnover or two, get maybe a special teams play. Yeah, listen, that Jets pass rush, just like last time, they need to get in. It's it's really not even like, you know, oh, perfect coverage or them one-on-one. No, it's that pass rush forcing, you know, uh, Josh Allen to make tough throws. And those tough throws, listen, when when you got good coverage, those tough throws, you're going to have tip balls, deflected balls, fumbled balls. like And like you said, when the conditions start to deteriorate, things are going to get heightened real quick. Yeah, listen, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a good Sunday. I will be at work watching in jail. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get yeah, I get like half. I'm I going, watch I'm I watch, actually, I watch half time at home and then I run to work real quick and then I watch the second okay, half. Okay, see, I'm work. actually going. I'm and then Monday I work too. Rangers just scored. Um, I'm going to the Ranger game Monday, so I'm, I might get there like mid first period, which it pissed me off. I hate that. I hate getting there like mid first period, run into the to, to the garden. But speaking because we've been going through baseball, football. There are two other major sports in this town with major teams that play in the same place, Madison Square Garden. Um, let's get to our interview. I spoke with Pat O'Keefe, who is the you, – listen, if you listen to uh, 98.7 ESPN Radio, you know who he is. He does the pregame for the Knicks, the pregame for the Rangers, the halftime, the intermission, the postgame for both teams. He also does play-by-play for the Big East Network. We, we had a real good conversation. You're going to enjoy it. He talked uh, Knicks, Rangers, St. John's, the whole thing. So let's get to that. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll wrap it up. We'll do a little Brittany Griner. We'll talk to you. We'll make our picks for the Jets and whatnot. And um, here's the interview uh, with 98.7 ESPN Radio's Pat O'Keefe. All right, we are now joined by the pregame, postgame, halftime, and intermission voice of the New York Knicks and Rangers on 98.7 ESPN Radio here in New York. He's also the sports director at News 12 in the Bronx and Brooklyn, and he does some on-air work for the Big East Digital Network. His name is Pat O'Keefe. Pat, thanks for joining the show. Bob, thanks for having me on the show. How are you doing? Absolutely no problem. Now, I didn't plan on doing much Yankees with, with Pat here today, but since this morning, the news broke that Aaron Judge has re-signed with the Yankees, nine years, $360 million, $40 million a year. He basically hit the lottery. Um, give us a couple thoughts on, on Judge with the Yankees. Well, from the Yankees' perspective, given the way that the uh, 
organization has been run in recent years. It kind of had to be done. Uh, Judge so far away outperformed any reasonable expectations last year that he put himself in this position to cash in however much he wanted. And look, this is going to go down as maybe the greatest example of betting on yourself in sports history. Opening day, Yankees offer him $213.5 million. He goes out, he hits 62 home runs. He wins the MVP. Yesterday, he's named Time Magazine Sports Person of the Year. And he gets an additional two years and $147.5 million in salary. So good for him. Um, I don't think it would have been the end of the world had he left. But now that he is back... The fan base, which has been very disgruntled lately, is happy. Uh, I don't know that that should be a huge factor when putting together a sports franchise, but it is a factor nonetheless. And now it'll be interesting to see what they put around him. Well, I mean, they're going to make their money back tenfold with this. They made it last year with the with the home run chase, and the the fan base ha- the fan base was happy for five minutes. They were already complaining. We need to do more. We can't bring back the same team. And as a Met fan, I was kind of giddy yesterday, thinking he might be going to the Giants, even though he, you know, he'd be in the National League. But do you now, real quick on, on the John Heyman thing, you work in newsrooms and everything. Do you th- how, bad, how bad is it that John Heyman put that tweet out? He was clearly rushing because he misspelled he put Arson Judge to begin with, and then he went with Aaron Judge, and then he walked it back. How, how, uh, how damaging is that going to be to someone like John Heyman? It's not going to be damaging at the end of the day. You know, John Heyman's already well-established. It's embarrassing, don't get me wrong. And in my opinion, it's not the first embarrassing thing that John Heyman has done in his career. Uh, his stance, and he's very selective uh, on what steroid guys he admits to the Hall of Fame and what steroid guys he doesn't admit to the Hall of Fame. Uh, when pressured on that, he does not handle the questioning well, which is ironic for somebody who questions other people for a living. Uh, so he's embarrassed himself before. This was embarrassing, but he's well-established with the Post. He's well-established on MLB Network and I don't think it's a career ender by any stretch of the imagination. Now, let me ask you, as someone who, you know, you work, uh, you supervise over support, over reporters and stuff like that, why is it so important for him to get it out there first? I mean, I know you break the story, but 30 seconds later, everyone else is going to have it. Does it really matter? I couldn't even tell you who broke this judge story this morning. Why did, why did they do that? Why did they care so much? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. And I don't think it's that important. And like you said, I work in the field, not necessarily in that area. I'm not a newsbreaker. I'm not an insider. I'm a storyteller. I report on the news of the day, add a certain amount of perspective, and tell human interest and feature stories. So that's a large part of what I do. I've never been hung up in who has reported what first. Uh, but it's obviously important to people like uh, Heyman, um, Schefter, Ian Rappaport in the NFL, uh, Woj and Shams in the NBA. I mean, look, every sport has their guys, and it's kind of a cottage industry. But to somebody like me, and, and I like to think I am a pretty well-established member of the New York sports media, it doesn't make a difference to me at all. Yeah, they, I don't think it makes a difference really to anybody but them in their little circles. So now that's the good news for Yankee fans, not so much for the Mets fans. We had our good news earlier last week. Now let's get to the stuff that's not really as good. The tenants at the, at the Garden. Um, let's start with the Knicks. Listen, they're eleven and thirteen. They're tenth in the Eastern Conference. They've lost three out of four. This little homestand that they've had has just—it's not been real good. They won the la- they they play tonight. They play Atlanta. Give me uh give me your thoughts on the Knicks as you're around the team every day. Well, 
Given the schedule that they've played, and until this last week, it's been heavily slanted towards road games and the increased depth in the Eastern Conference. I think at the beginning of the season, if you had said that the Knicks would be 11-13 and 13 at this point and on the fringe of the Eastern Conference playing picture, I think at least I would have thought, yeah, that's that's a reasonable place to think that they would be. But some of the performances lately have given you reason for concern. Black Friday against the Portland team playing without Damian Lillard. They get up big early, and then they let Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons explode for 82 points between the two of them. They lose a game they had no business losing on their home floor. Uh, last Saturday against the Dallas team that did not seem like had any interest in playing in the first half. It was a 12-30 game at the Garden. And through the years, we've seen visiting teams come in on a Friday night, enjoy what New York City has to offer, and not be at their best on Saturday at 12 or 12.30. And that seemed to be what was ailing Dallas and Luka Doncic in that game on Saturday. But the Knicks couldn't take advantage. They had a seven-point lead at halftime. They let Dallas hang around. And then Luka and Tim Hardaway Jr. exploded in the third quarter, and the Knicks were embarrassed in the second half. So a couple of individual performances give you reason for concern. Overall, 11-13 and 13 is kind of where I expected this team to be. Look ahead for this Knicks schedule, because this next stretch from now basically until about the week leading up to Christmas is huge. you got Atlanta tonight. We're speaking on a Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta has some issues going on right now internally. The star player is not getting along with the head coach. Then you go to Charlotte, which is an abomination. On Sunday, you host Sacramento, much improved. But at home, that's a team that you should win. And then you have three interesting road games in a row, two in Chicago, and the Bulls have been a mess, and then one at Indiana. The Pacers have been a nice surprise, but they're starting to come back to earth, and their early success was a byproduct of their relatively easy schedule. So that's six games right there. Can you go four and two? Can you go five and one? Can you put yourself in position to try to separate yourself from the back of the play-in tournament and try and make yourself a factor at the front of the play-in tournament? That they have the opportunity to do over these next six games in two weeks. I'd say, I mean, four and two is a stretch, and five and one is asking a whole a whole lot from the, the Knicks. Well, listen, Charlotte, Chicago, Chicago, Indiana, and you win one game at home. That's four, that's five games right there. Yeah, and, and you know what? And listen, they would have if Trey Young could have done him a favor and kind of you know waited two days to get into that whole argument with his coach and skipped tonight's game instead of the previous one. Well, here, here but here's a good example of of another concerning performance. November second, the Knicks are playing the Hawks. They're up by 22 points in the first half. They let Atlanta back in the game, and then Trey Young gets hit in the face and misses most of the second half, and they still lose the game by 13. So they had their opportunity in November to play the Hawks without Trey for much of the game, and they couldn't cash in on that either. So you never know with this team. The consistency is just unfortunately not there, and it's more defensive consistency than offensive consistency. And then the other part is the three-point shooting. The three-point shooting is just... It's, it's atrocious. Bad. It's atrocious. And, and I mean, the, the, the defensive inconsistency, it's surprising with, with a coach like Thibodeau. He's known for as a defensive coach. A lot of defense is effort. They're ranked 19th in the, in the, uh, in the league with points against. Why, why, can't, why doesn't this team play defense? Because when they do play defense, they're, they're, they're a decent defensive team. But they just don't do it on a night-to-night basis. Well, nobody's playing defense in the NBA this year. The scores are astronomical. Right. 
it's a combination of just not finding the right mix of guys. Occasionally, it is effort, and I cite the second half of that Dallas game on Saturday as an example where effort was an issue. Keep an eye on Quentin Grimes. I've really liked what I've seen from him the last two games against Dallas. He did a really good job guarding Luka Doncic in the first half. Nobody holds down the NBA's leading scorer for an entire game, but he did a really good job against him. And then the next time, he's got to turn around and guard Donovan Mitchell. And Mitchell had one of his worst games of the season. We all thought Mitchell was going to show up at the Garden on Sunday, first game back in his hometown. Obviously, he wanted to come to the Knicks in the offseason. We thought he was going to put on a show, and Quentin Grimes was able to keep him in check. So he's done a really nice job these last two games. Now, Thibodeau seems to have gone. He seems to he seems to be to me. He seems to be grasping at straws a little bit with the. He now has a new rotation. Evan Fournier can't get on the floor. Derek Rose is sitting on the bench. Um, Cam Reddish is is sitting on the bench, and Cam Reddish was one of his favorites. Um, what what is what is he doing with this new? It looks like a nine man rotation. I guess it is. Well, it's for one game anyway, so we'll see what he does tonight. For the Cleveland game, he went with a nine man rotation. He took Reddish. Reddish was really bad. He had a rough game. He's been pretty good this season. He had a particularly rough stretch in the second quarter against the Dallas game, and, and Thibodeau was very visibly frustrated with him and yanked him off the court in the second quarter. I think that was a byproduct of that. I think he can work his way back in. I think Rose will work his way back in as well. I don't think Tibbs loves playing Rose on back-to-backs, given his injury history and physical condition. And I also think he was looking for a little bit more defensively. And Deuce McBride, and, you know, Knicks fans always love the backup point guard or the backup quarterback. Football fans most popular guy in the, in, in the city every every year. Oh, of course, you know. So he, he's not really an offensive threat, but it is a defensive upgrade going from Derrick Rose to Deuce McBride at the point guard position. That worked on Sunday. The Knicks held the Cavs to 81 points, and amazingly, it was the first time all year the Knicks held an opponent to fewer than 100 points. But I don't think that's sustainable. This Knicks team, if they're going to be successful with the bench unit needs Derrick Rose to be leading it. I think tonight it'll be a, go- a good kind of measuring stick game. You know, they're coming off a... Uh, because the Knicks, what they do, the Knicks, what the Knicks do is they beat teams who they're better than, which I guess you have to do, but they they, they very rarely get a surprise win over a team that, that is better than them. They got one the other night in, against Cleveland. They have now Atlanta tonight. Atlanta, with the infighting, they seem to be... They could probably be vulnerable tonight. What do you, What do you think about tonight's game? I don't know. (laughs) Is that the pregame show tonight? I I am, yeah. I'll I'll let you know at 7 o'clock. You you look at, I go back to that, the the most disappointing game to me this season was November 25th against Portland. The Knicks had gone on the road, that five-game Western road trip, where they go 3-2, and and they finished with a win at Oklahoma City to kind of avenge one of their uglier losses of the season. Then they come back to New York Thanksgiving week. They have three full days off. They're at the Garden. It's a great crowd on that Friday night against Portland, and there's no Damian Lillard. You had a chance to get back above 500, and it was a complete letdown. So that's the problem with the consistency. Every time you think that this team is coming off of a win that you think it can build on, it has a little bit of a letdown. So... Do, can they beat Atlanta? Yeah, they've played Atlanta tough for the most part. Even in that playoff series loss, those first three games could have gone either way two years ago. And I know we refer back to that a lot because that's the Knicks' only playoff opponent in the last decade almost. Um, regular season games, they've played this team well. So it's certainly a team on their home floor that they could beat. But you always have to caution yourself against the possibility that they're not going to 
put forth their best effort like they have against Portland, like they did that Sunday matinee against Oklahoma City, because we've already seen that a couple of times this year. Now, I was I was a big R.J. Barrett fan coming into last year, this year. Has he taken a step back this year? Yes, but I don't know that it's a permanent step back. He's historically a slow starter, but it's in December now. Usually by now he's starting to round into form. Um, the, the fact that he's still struggling and still unable to find consistency is a little concerning. I, I think it's just a matter of Brunson being here, and it's one of the few negatives, and it's not really a negative, but Brunson has the ball in his hands so much. Randall is still a guy who has the ball in his hands a lot. So Barrett really went the last two years from being the second most used guy on the offense to now he's the third guy. So he, when he has his opportunities with the ball in his hands, what you're seeing him do is tend to force it a little bit. He doesn't have the freedom that he had the last couple of years to put his head down and drive to the basket with as much frequency. And that's the best part of his game. And a lot of times when guys feel that they're not getting as many touches as they want and they tend to force shots up, those four shots a lot of times come from behind the three-point line. And that's not a strength of his game. Now, he last couple of years turned himself into an adequate three-point shooter, but not to the point where he can be forcing up shots, contested three-pointers. That's not his game. I give him more time. I think he will figure out how to play with Brunson, how to play with Randall, and his history suggests that he will improve. Yeah, I think he's got he's got potential to be a good player. And and the other night, I remember when they I guess it was a week ago they were playing when they played Milwaukee, and uh, Grayson Allen hit that dagger three. That that was a game they could have won. They they had him. They had him. They were even with like a minute to go, and then right after Allen hit that three. RJ came down and he missed the three from the wing. And Perfect I, example. You know, I just Perfect think he, that, that's a shot that's got to be hit. You know, or not taken. Or not they taken. They need a three at that point. RJ's not a, a dribble the ball up court, pull up for three kind of guy. There were thirty seconds left when Allen hit the shot. So you're talking twenty five seconds left. You're down by three. You don't need a three pointer. Get a in quick that scenario. two. Get a quick it's two. Wide open. Get a quick two. And then play defense, play the foul game. That was not a good shot at the time. Uh, he missed, and they never scored again that night. Does Thibodeau have to make the playoffs to keep his job? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I wouldn't say definitely. I mean, play not making the play-in tournament for the second straight year would be a huge disappointment. I'm not aware of any ultimatums that are on him. Um, look, the Eastern Conference is a lot better. There's a lot more depth. You know, you look at, right, you got Boston and Milwaukee have separated themselves. Cleveland is, I think, better than a lot of people thought. You still have Miami as a factor. You still have Philadelphia as a factor. That's six teams right there. So then you still have to go to... Um, the Nets Brooklyn, are playing better. The yeah. They are. yeah, but they're playing, playing better. The Nets are playing better. The team, the Knicks, are playing tonight. The Hawks, they're above 500, and they have two All-Stars in their backcourt. That's eight teams right there. So tell me, what team are they expected with this personnel? What team are they expected to be better than them? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. It's well, just so frustrating. When you, when, you, when you actually go team by team, of course it's frustrating. When, but when you go team by team, and you're like, all right, well, which team should they be better than? I can't tell you that they should be better than any of those eight teams. No, I can't even. I can't even argue with you on that because because you're right, and it's just it's. I was actually I you know I work at Rikers, and I, I was doing I was working with the young adults the other day, and they were asking me how old I was and this and that, and I said to them, I said I'm old enough to remember when the Knicks were good, and they kind of <laughs> were like, what? 
Wow. <laughs> you know, and it's been it's really been that long. It's like when dinosaurs roam. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Now, to the other team that plays at the Garden, the Rangers, listen, last year, I'm a, I'm a diehard Rangers fan. I'm a big, bigger Ranger fan than I am a Knicks fan. And last year was so much fun with this team. It was unexpected. They made the run. Shesterkin, we looked like we were lined up again with a goalie for another 10, 15 years. Now, there's word that Gallant might be on the hot seat. With with Dolan's not not happy, Drury might be on the hot seat. They might be sellers at the at the deadline. That now they're twelve and ten. They're kind of floating around mediocrity. Well, what's up with the Rangers? Oh, good question. It's been disappointing for sure. And you know, every it's similar to the Knicks. And I, I actually think the Rangers have been more disappointing than the Knicks. Definitely, Even though the Rangers are above five hundred. There are much more much higher expectations for the Rangers. Look, they're always in a tough division. The Metropolitan has been probably the toughest division in the NHL for the last five or six years. And now you add on to that the fact that the Devils are all of a sudden not only good but great yeah, so far. <laughs> the Islanders, and I think one of the things that helped the Rangers last year, the Islanders just had a year from hell. And they took a step back and they weren't a factor. So the hardest part about the Metropolitan division is being one of those top four teams and getting into the playoffs. Once they get into the playoffs, I still think the talent is in the room. But the other night against St. Louis was a really good sign. It fell behind a couple of times, and the game looked like it was following a similar pattern to other games recently, like when they played the Devils, like when they played the Blackhawks, like when they played the Bruins. Um, the explosion in the third period was a really good sign. The thing that's concerning on the other end, though, is the play of the goal. Because he was so unbelievable last year. He was great his first year before COVID when they called him up, and he pretty much took the job from Hank. Look, goalies go through rough stretches. I think Shesterkin is in the middle of that right now. I think that, and the other part of this Rangers team is, like, you need to get more from your kids. I know it's fun to talk about the kid line and, oh, yeah, they're producing, they're a third line. But, come on, one of these kids was the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Another one, another one was the number two overall pick in the draft. Like, these guys are in now their fourth and third years in the NHL. These guys should be more than just third-line players who are kind of like a fun little group. These guys, and they've been fortunate because of the presence of Kreider and Panarin and Zabanajad and Fox and Truba and guys like that. Those guys haven't had to, you know, be the centerpiece of this team. Like, the Devils have to rely on their former number one picks to do, and those guys are obviously fitting the bill right now. So they haven't even had like that pressure or that spotlight on them. But eventually, you know, you would like to see more from two guys who were picked at the very, 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 very top of the NHL draft. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, Panarin, too. Panarin, Panarin's, I guess, is getting older. And Kreider's getting a little bit older, too. And if they don't start winning, they could be gone at the deadline. But, I mean, you got Panarin's a minus eight. You got Kreider scores his goals. Now, my question to you is, why is Truba the captain on this team? You're around the team. You see, you're in the locker room. Truba, he doesn't seem to be the leader. Kreider's the best. You know, one of the best. He's the best goal scorer on the team. He stay. He sits there, hugs everybody as they go in the locker room. Gives them. You know, he seems to be the leader of this team. Why did they choose Truba? Well, let me just qualify that by saying I actually haven't been in the locker room since before COVID. Okay, okay. Uh, so, which which is essentially when Truba got here. Uh, so I do. I don't know Truba well, but your point's a good one. And from what I know of Kreider, obviously the longest tenured Ranger, um, all of the examples that you just gave, I was surprised too. I thought, in my mind, 
you know, you knew that they were going to eventually name a captain. I actually thought it would have been Mika ahead of Kreider. Okay. Just because of the age, I think Mika stays with the franchise longer than Kreider, and you don't want to change captains all that often. But Kreider certainly would have been a, a valued pick as well. I was surprised that it was Truba, but I don't know enough about Truba to say that he's miscast. Obviously, Gallant and Drury saw something in Truba that deems him their choice to put him in that position. Now, I don't know that I would get all hung up and pinned. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Games. I mean, it matters, but I don't think that's the, you know, near the top of the list yeah. of the issues facing this team right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no Messier on this team, so it really, you know, it really doesn't there's matter. There's not, no. You know, <laughs> you know, too bad. But um, getting back real quick to the goalie with, with Igor, I thought the exact same thing that you did until this morning when I was looking up his numbers. His numbers are not bad. I think it just seems like he's playing worse. He's let in a couple bad goals. I was at the game, the... Uh, the Saturday game where they blew the three goal lead, and the, oh, yeah. the third goal, the third goal that he let in was terrible. And and, and then the Leafs came back with you knew they were going to win that game once they got once they got it tied up. We actually announced our baby announcement down that day, so I'm upset about the I mean, I'm upset with the whole team for that one. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you. But Shesterkin's number he's eleven and four. He's got a two six seven goals against a nine ten save percentage. They're basically on par with his first two years. It's it's weird. I was surprised when I saw those numbers. Couple of things with Shesterkin. Um, number one, the expectations were significantly raised after what he did last year, probably unfairly. You now are surprised anytime this guy lets in a goal. You know, the other thing is, think about the history of the Rangers' backup goalies going back to 2012. But no, I mean, just during the Hank era. Okay, you okay. Know, Cam Talbot, Auntie Ranta, um, Alexander Georgiev, those are all guys who went on to become starting goalies in the NHL. You know, Halak has not been great in that role as the backup. That has put a lot of additional pressure on Shesterkin that, okay, when you're out there today, you have to, I mean, what, Halak didn't win a game or the Rangers didn't win a game until Halak's fifth or sixth start of the season? That puts a lot of pressure on Shesterkin, where in the past, you know, whether it was Georgiev or whether it was Ranta filling in for Hank, you had a lot more confidence in your backup goalie and there wasn't that feeling that okay well we got our number one guy in tonight we absolutely have to win and i think that's affected his performance a little bit as well yeah and and listen the rangers have a goalie deep history you know got a lot of those names up on the hanging in the rafters are goalies you got john no you got richter you got you know hank now okay so now um let's see real quick let's let's go real quick to to st john st john's they listen. They're, they're eight and one, or something like that. They're second in the in the in the Big East. The conference play starts tonight for St. John's. Actually, yep. Now every year they're eight and one. They're like this every year, and then you turn around, you look up, and they're two and six in, in Big East play. What is this team? Is this a tournament team this year? Should be okay. Now what? They um, play. Okay, yeah, they yeah. play defense. They play defense. Um, they rebound the basketball. Soriano is one of the most improved players in the country. They had a tough one in Ames, Iowa, against an Iowa State team that's top 20 that had already been the number one team in the country. That's a game, you know, I just wanted to see them be competitive. And they come out of the gates and they're down 22 to 5, and you're like, that's... St. <laughs> John's, that's St. John's, that's what that is. Um, the, the problem with St. John's with this, and, and, and really the absence of Champagny, you don't have that one go-to guy. You know, David Jones, the transfer from DePaul... Has done a nice job 
um, kind of filling that role. He's not Champagny, but Posh Alexander has really struggled shooting the basketball. Um, Andre Corbello is an extremely exciting player, and I think his role in this offense is only going to continue to increase as the season goes on. And then you have Soriano, who's averaging a double-double. He's averaging 14 points and 12 and a half rebounds. And he's been beating up on mid-major competition. I'm very interested to see what Soriano does as St. John's gets into the heart of the Big East schedule. You've got some, you know, Sonogo at UConn is one of the best centers in the country. When he's going up against guys like that night in, night out, I'm very curious to see if he can keep up the same level of uh, production. They got a lot of depth, though. They go like six, seven, eight guys deep. They're all around the same plane. They play a lot of defense. If they can take care of the basketball and if they can find enough scoring, then this is a team that has enough talent to make the NCAA tournament. I'd like to not see them also playing on that Wednesday afternoon on the Big East tournament. You know, get that, get that by. But now it has a different, yeah, yeah it has a different yeah. look now. Without Jay Wright, Nova, it looks like Jay Wright got out of there just in the right time. They look awful so far. Kyle Neptune. Well, they've had some injuries too. They yeah. had, you know, they don't have a full team yet. So, and now I have a, I have a, I have a good friend who's a, actually a, a big listener to the show. He wanted me to ask you about UConn. He's a big UConn guy. He wants to know, can they go to, are they a Final Four team? Are they possible to have a shot to go to the Final Four? I thought UConn had a shot to go to the Final Four last year. Um, they have a lot of talent there. They just, you know, they, they, they always seem to kind of stub their toe. At least last year, they were never able to find a lot of consistency. Um, but Sonogo taking that leap now, he's unquestionably the top player on that team, probably the top player in the conference. Um, yeah, I definitely think they're uh, a team with Final Four potential. They should now be, uh, assume Villanova's spot as the top team in the Big East for the foreseeable future because Hurley's got guys coming. It's starting to resemble, as much as it can, it's starting to resemble the old days where you're bringing in kind of blue chip four-star recruits and they don't even have a spot for them in the rotation because you're so deep okay so that's good news that's good news for our friend there now um why don't you tell people where they can find you you can find me all over i work every single day i'm on news 12 the bronx news 12 brooklyn monday through friday 10 o'clock sportscast obviously hosting uh knicks and rangers pregame Intermission, halftime, post-game coverage on 98.7 ESPN New York. Uh, a couple of college basketball play-by-play gigs for Fox Sports and CBS Sports Network mixed in. And uh, you can often hear me hosting on uh, ESPN New York, 98.7. And he also sits right next to me sometimes at the Ranger Games. Um, Those are nice seats that you have, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, my, it's actually uh, my wife's, one of her... Um, Someone she works with, someone the, the customer that comes into her place of business. The, it, he, where he, those are his seats. We get like ten, twelve games a year. They're, they're nice seats. I'll be That's there. I'll seat. be there against the Devils. Yeah, they're great seats. I love it, and I love the speaker that I get that you guys have. That's right. I can hear, hear the, the penalties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So, all right, you can hear him tonight. He'll be on the uh, the pregame for the Knicks. His name is Pat O'Keefe. Pat, thanks for giving us a couple minutes today. Had fun. Thanks a lot, Bob. How about that? Nice interview, Bob. Good job, man. It was good. I did. I did. I, I, well, uh, better listen. job by Pat O'Keefe, but you yeah, know, yeah. decent job. It was a decent job. Listen, he he was he he came prepared, and, and did, all that was done like as the judge stuff was breaking. So big, big thank you to Pat O'Keefe, who, like I said in the interview, sits next to me at the Ranger game. So he's a good guy. 
knows what he's talking about. You know what I wanted to, to ask him, which I didn't ask him, which I didn't get to, was about, because he, he does a lot of high school sports, too, like local, like uh, city high school. He does football and stuff. I wanted to ask him why are they doing these spread offenses and why we couldn't. Because I, I think he's about our age. I think he's around like 38, 40, yeah. something like that. Why were we not doing spread offenses, and why would, why can they run pro-style five wides all over Long Island, and it looks like varsity blues? But I didn't get to ask him because he had to rush. We had a hard out. I, I don't. What's the so, clear answer? Clear wait. answer, Bob. You're, you serious? What's the answer? Steroids. <laughs> you're, you're joking, right? So, Are you serious? <laughs> People were doing steroids you, when we were in, in no, high school. No, 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 no. Now it's like middle school programs, weight room. Yeah, yeah. move them up. That's what it is. They they, they just they, I'm done. they don't have any fun. You think, of, you think? Me, of, remember when we were in South Bay Lions? You think we I'm had kidding. fun? You think I'm kidding right now? Steroids. Do they really? Do, me it's, and, it's, it, uh, listen, it's a big thing. It's a big well, thing. Well, I mean, like, they don't have fun either on, like, their PB teams. Oh, we was, this remember being on this way. Lines? You're the most talented person, okay? You could now be more talented. And if you don't, you can't even keep up with the other guys. Let me tell you, everybody's yeah. doing it. This is big <laughs> money. These are big stadiums they're playing in now. They're big boosters. And every time that you go and have one more tackle, you make it to a better school. And that better school boosts your life. Yeah, I guess. That's how they look. These guys, you know what these guys at the school, you have to realize, when we went, those same guys that were naturally talented or probably not lifting weights after, these guys, you know what they're doing? They're going to the tutors to learn their fourth language. They're going to the next club because if they don't, they're not getting into it. These guys are so serious about what they're doing. They're in in every way. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. And that's, and that's, and that's the pros. No, they're not. They're not. Yes, they are making the pros, no, Bob. No, they're not. Not in sports. They're going to these schools and they're getting free degrees and going on to get masters and going to having these stupid jobs where they're walking into. They don't even know what they are. Right, you just cited the, the NCAA commercial. 98% of our, our scholar athletes don't go pro in something other than sports. But, I mean, they go pro in steroids. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had Jack Cohn, right? How many quarterbacks, how many people in the NFL have we had from Sable? Jack Cohn, Mike Buck. On steroids? One, Mike Buck. Mike Buck. Not. And and Hart, right? Wasn't Hart to do Hart play? You, like, go to the camp for the for San Francisco, Hart's brother? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Hart yeah. played for Duke. Duke football, right? I'm surprised the Giants didn't draft him. Um, <laughs> so the last league was we just got a couple minutes. So the Rangers, Rangers have been playing better. Rangers have been starting to play better. They still got a long way to go, as we talked about. And the Knicks won the game that night against the Hawks. They blew them out. They blew out Trey Young and the Hawks. So they won two games. Listen, a long way to go for both teams. But there's a lot of season left to to make up what you got to do. So, again, thank you to Pat, Pat O'Keefe for that. Um, Brett. Uh, what are your thoughts? We had a, a big trade, a, a last-second trade between the uh, the United States and the Ru- Very, the Russians. Listen, contra- mid-war, mid-war trade. Controversial. I think, well, versus, you know, very controversial. People are... Uh, yeah, people are all in arms. Listen. Yeah. Listen, well, maybe, listen, I, maybe the Marine, got, the Marine got, wasn't on the on the Always, table. always want to try and get someone home. So always glad to yes, have... Yes, uh, yes. And so home would have liked to see them get her and the Marine back at the same yes. time. They were saying that it's just not possible. Now, now here's my way. question to you. Do, you. do you, did she come home? Is she, is she smoking pot tonight? Is she smoking I, a joint right now to I celebrate? You, honestly, with wife you go, you go one way or the other right now. You're either like, ne- you're like, never again. Never you're again. Never you're either again. like, a, yeah, never again. Cause you also, now you're sober too. Like you haven't smoked in a while. <laughs> it's been a while. So you're like, you're clear headed. You're clear headed. It's not like two days out where you were like, you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's been a while. So like 
she it, or you were like on the plane where they brought it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they probably were like, hey, don't worry about it. This ain't Russian no more. Welcome home. And they handed her a joint, yeah. right? Well, listen, you know, the Russian guy got on the game like vodka. He got vodka, yeah. But plus, the Russian guy's done like three quarters of a sentence. Not that, that, not the end, and he's older now. You think you're that saying, guy, you're saying it was like a, like the, it was like a rental. Yeah, we got it. It was back. like, it was like, it's like the last year of a guy's deal, last so you don't get full deal. value. Exactly. And they needed, they needed nah. the rental. They're in the middle of a war, Brett. They need their guy. No, I was a, well, was they need their guy. They're in the middle of war. Now, I also don't think he's going to be doing it anymore. Unless they force him into it. Russia. Because he's an old guy. He spent, what, how long did he spend? Right, he's not going to be an arms dealer? What's he going to do? Well, I don't know. Maybe he gives, like, speeches or something. You know, and, and they would. No, that's actually what they're going to do. They're going to parade him around town. Yeah. And he's going to be the Russian hero. But he's not going to be doing all this enough, enough about the Russian guy and his whole thing. Anyway. No, you don't want to get controversial here, no, bro? I'm not, no, listen. I, mean, I don't want to talk about, you know, the Russian guy can go. No, I agree. I agree. And, and you're right. He's probably not going to. They're going to parade him around. Brittany Griner, though, welcome back. Listen, she, like, listen no, no, nobody's more important. The Marine's not more important than Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner's not more important than the Marine. It is what it is. We'll get him back. Well, Russia thought the Marine was more important. No, that's not necessarily 100%. true. 100%. That's why they didn't send him no, over. Because I'm, be, not saying, I'm not saying it, to be anybody honest is. You, if they I'm saying that the Russians weren't willing to part with the person. I disagree with that. Whereas they're totally willing to be like, get this the WNBA star no, ceiling. They could have they screwed us just as much. They probably would have been even more like, we didn't get Brittany Griner, we got nobody. Yeah. They wanted their you know guy yeah, back. Right. It is what it is. Okay, yeah. But um, so you got anything else for today, Brett? Yeah. Did you see that Baker Mayfield thing last uh, going on? Baker Mayfield gets traded four days later. He's yeah, throwing yeah. touchdown passes, and now that's such a Baker Mayfield thing. Yeah, and he'll be it's terrible. Such, he'll be terrible. Next no, week. but it's him. Like he's going to get himself. Like he was this close to never starting again in the NFL. Four days later. He throws. He has two drives. One, it's the longest. Yeah, ninety. The longest drive in under two minutes. But what about Tom Brady? Did the same thing. And I, I you know yes. what? And no, what? it's not even that. It's that Baker Mayfield just convinced the world. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he's he, going to be terrible. He, next okay, time. he convinced one person. Oh, to give the job. To yeah, give yeah, him yeah. a job. He's going to convince somebody to be. And I'm listen. And he's. And he's still just Baker Mayfield, and it's just yeah, it's just insane not, that a guy like Baker that, Mayfield's like. Below average. He's, he's no, but in his he's brain, a mistake, he's, he's a mistake waiting to yeah, happen. Yeah, but he always thought he was the greatest. And every time we all are like, "See, we, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong." Something like this happens with Baker yeah, Mayfield. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, he's he, he's convincing himself. It'll be god awful for the next three weeks. Now, now, yeah, I, well. Tom Brady did the same thing. Yeah, that was a wild comeback he had on what was that Monday night, Sunday night, yeah, Monday yeah. night, and. Here's my thing about Tom Brady. First of all, I don't even enjoy watching Tom Brady play anymore. I, I'm done with it. It it it's old. It's done. I have you seen him? Does yeah. he look sick to you? Yeah, he's old. You have to realize. No, he's, he's not old. He's already. He's, he's like a couple. He's like two years older than us. Uh, he looks skin and bone. He looks he is, sick. He is. He's like a well. He's like a vegetarian doing whatever. He's not like. And no, I think he yeah. looks sick. He looks awful. Like he's like withering away to nothing. But listen, I I. Listen, I every time I see you, I feel this. I say the same. I'm thing. I'm getting bigger. If anything, I'm getting healthier. People, right. someone actually said to me, "Like, I'm putting on a little weight, looking oh, good." Oh, like, yeah, no, the no. last thing you want. Oh, uh, yeah, not, that's put, great. not looking good. That's I used best. to look like Tom Brady did, and then I got old, and yeah. now I'm getting bigger. Yeah, I'm not fat, he, but um, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm still listen. I'm still better looking out of us two. But. Well, Tom Brady did shed about 120 pounds this year. Yeah, but he didn't have 120 pounds no, to shed. That was Giselle. 
God. That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I can't believe I even fell for it. Oh, come on. I can't believe I fell for it. But he looks like he, he looks like a skeleton. He looks like Skeletor. So that pretty much does it for us here today. Um, enjoy the football on Sunday. We didn't even get to the fact that, that TCU lost and is still in the <laughs> yep, thing. So I said good. I'd get to that with we you. We got time to talk about that, though. Um, TCU lost, still in it. Yep. Best team around. TCU. They got goal lines. I was sitting there. And I, the first, all I could think of was they stuffed them on the goal line. I couldn't like, believe oh it. God, I couldn't great. believe it. I was like, they're out. <laughs> the pick of the year. You're yeah. like, put your money on Kansas State. That was and great. Like, that was so, I know. And I was right. And the, listen, and they then, lost. And they still got in. So we got the best of both worlds. We, 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 we got the best. Right. I got to hit it. And but, they got to. But you know what? I know Ohio State got it. Did you see the, the quarterback, Max Dugan, who's gonna going up for the Heisman this week or this whatever week, it is? Yeah. He was at the thing. He was like, we just get an opportunity. He was doing his Tebow, crying. Oh, shut up. And then, who, who, the TCU quarterback? Yeah, but he got his chance. They, he thought they were out. Yeah. They lost. He thought they were out. Yeah, but no, because I even because when I went and did the the, the weekend wrap up show yeah. that morning, I looked at it. I I didn't realize they were picking it like that day, the next day. When you looked at it, that's the logical progression yeah. is what they did because USC lost. Got blown that, out that was night. the that one night, without the USC lost. It was that was it. You have to realize got that's what out. saved okay. them. Um, Alabama, who they're dying to put in, right. lost. They, they lost to Georgia. Okay, that's acceptable. But then they lost to Tennessee, and Tennessee got blown out Can't by like it. 50 points. No, uh, listen, it, they, from, watching T, from watching them, I want to keep watching TCU. So I don't know they're the best candidate. I want to keep watching them. I think everybody wants to keep watching them. They could lose. Give like them a shot. Times. I like those type of teams in. No, 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 no. No, no I no, like. You don't. No, you, you no. spent the last three weeks telling us you don't like those I told teams. you they were going to lose to Kansas State. I understand that. <laughs> no, you said you want to lose. But now there's a wild card. No. Now there's the wild card in there. Uh, That's no. I like. Give me the underdog. Brett's moving the goalposts here because you were like, I you want to like, see them. You want to watch a 50 to 3. It's uh, too late uh, now. Georgia, Georgia too Olympics. late now. My prediction was right on the one, and now wild card's winning it. All right, I got they one. Going all the way. I got work at six thirty. Right, we're gonna get out of here. It's enjoy the football this weekend. Enjoy the soccer this Born weekend. Frogs, everybody. Enjoy the baseball. Whatever's left to be signed. We'll t- uh, thank you to Pat O'Keefe. Sanga's on the way. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Giants. Sapporo's is Mike Evan White. We'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you Monday, everybody. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.